1: Welcome to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Wednesday, September 13th. Right now, we're going to take a look at three things that still make me nervous about the Jaguars as they embark on this 2023 campaign. Obviously, they were able to get a big week one win on the road against the Indianapolis Colts division rival, but... I still think there's a couple things, three things to be exact that I want to touch on before we get into week two that make me slightly nervous about this Jaguars team. And uh, this is not to say that the Jaguars are not going to be a good team in 2023. I think they absolutely will be. I picked them to go to the AFC Championship. I think they're going to have a really fun 2023 campaign. This is just three things that in my opinion, uh, they kind of give me a little pause when I look at the rest of the schedule, look at, you know, getting into the playoffs and all that sort of stuff. So really appreciate y'all tuning in if you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out genjag.com shop, pick up some new Duval gear. All right, y'all. So the interior of the offensive line, it's not that they are going to be completely outmatched in a lot of games, but there have been injuries, nagging injuries, you know, injuries that are going to take some time to recover from. Brandon Sheriff has an ankle. Luke Fortner has a lower body injury as well. You've seen Tyler Shatley deal with AFib. You've got Ben Bartsch just coming back from the big knee injury he suffered last year. So there's just been some moving parts. There's been some little injuries here and there. And I don't think it's the most talented group on the planet, right? Brandon Sheriff, extremely talented. Luke Fortner, I think, has improved going into year two but I still don't think you look at him as like a pro bowl level center or anything close to that. I think he's more average at this point in his development at center. And then Ben Barch, I think you probably look at maybe average to slightly above average at left guard. You're playing a bunch of really talented interior defensive lines. They just got done handling or dealing with, I should say, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart. Up next, you're going to have Chris Jones. You have Jeffrey Simmons in the division. You've got talented defensive fronts that you're going to be facing all year. And if this interior of the offensive line has a bunch of shuffling parts, moving parts, guys getting injured, and they're just not the most talented group in the world, anyways, I just tend to worry a little bit about that. And the easiest way to really get to Trevor Lawrence is through the interior of the defense, right? Coming off the edge, Trevor Lawrence has a really good feel for pressure. He's able to step up in the pocket, evade pressure really well, get the ball out quickly. But if you're coming up the middle, it makes it really difficult to handle that type of situation if you're Trevor Lawrence. So that's one thing that concerns me a little bit. And I also don't think that they did a great job in terms of their run blocking overall. Uh, I think that um, Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby kind of had to make uh, the most of what was there against the Colts, and it was not a big rushing day. I think you just want that interior offensive line to have a little bit more um, stability and a little bit more uh, overall production moving forward. Is that going to happen? I'm not sure. And again, they have Chris Jones coming into Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, Not a good time to be dealing with some injuries and some shuffling around up front. We'll see how it plays out. I'm also concerned with the lack of pass rush depth, right? Especially on the edge. I think that the interior, you know, once you get Devon Hamilton back, which hopefully is after week four is going to be looking good because you do have Roy Robertson, Harrison and and Foley Fatou Kassi and some other depth players that can get the job done there. but behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, who both played really well in week one, you just do not have a lot on the edge. Caleb von played 14 snaps. He did not look great. You did get Yasir Abdullah in there late in the game, and he was able to land an inside spin, get a pressure, force Anthony Richardson to evade the pocket. But Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, they played way too many snaps in week one. And I think if they come off the field and you have to put Caleb von on the field, you're looking at a very big drop off there overall. Obviously, you'll eventually get Dewan Smoot back but that's probably not going to be until October at the earliest for Dewan Smoot's return from that Achilles injury, I just think that there's a little bit too much instability behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. And look, if they were robots and they could go out there and play every play, I think you're fine. But the bottom line is that's not the way it works in the NFL. You need to be able to rotate guys in and out of there. Right now, they do not have the rotation that is going to allow Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker to be at their best when they're on the field late in the game. And it's not going to um, you know, provide a good good. Depth when the, the other guys are on the field. I mean, I, I think Yasir Abdullah has a really bright future. I really do, but he's a rookie. Um, and, and Caleb on Chase on, you didn't see much at all against the Indianapolis Colts. You haven't seen much at all from him throughout his entire career in Jacksonville as a former first round pick, unfortunately. So I think the pass rush depth is a concern. Dewan Smoot will help alleviate that a bit when he gets back. But I still think it's a concern even when Dewan Smoot does get back because I just think you're going to see Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker playing way too many snaps.
2: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: And then finally, um, I've been kind of hesitant to really talk about this because I'm mentioning a couple players that I really do like, but on the defensive side of the ball, I think Rayshon Jenkins, Devin Lloyd, and and Trey Herndon to an extent as well each of those guys being on the field a ton i think that there's potential for offenses to take advantage of them and they did in 2022 it didn't really rear its ugly head in the first game against the Annapolis Colts but i think if there is a game that it's going to show up it's going to be against the Kansas City Chiefs in week 2 and games like that you know obviously the Bengals didn't look good in week 1 the Bills didn't look good in week 1 either but you got both of those teams on on your schedule that have tremendous offenses. Uh you you you're going to face a lot of good offenses this year. And so, I look at Rashawn Jenkins and he's a playmaker, he's a leader, but he can be exploited when he's put in positions to make plays on his own down the field in coverage and in space in pursuit. He's a guy that misses a lot of tackles. He missed another tackle in week 1, you know, 14.6 uh missed tackle rate in week one for for Rayshawn Jenkins. I don't think you saw Devin Lloyd really get attacked too much, and I think he played very well overall. But I think when you're talking about pushing the ball down the middle of the field, pushing the ball down the seam, pushing the ball into the flats. These are the players that other teams can try to take advantage of. Now, I think Devin Lloyd is tremendously talented. I think he should take a huge step forward. So for me, this is really more about Rayshon Jenkins at safety being an up and down, an inconsistent type of player. Yes, he can win you games with big plays, but he can also be a little reckless. He can be out of control a bit at times and he can over pursue. He can miss tackles. He can miss reads and and just not be quite where he's supposed to be at times. And then I think you also look at Trey Herndon. I think he's a more sound player. He just doesn't necessarily have the athleticism to stick with a lot of the best slot players in the league. So I think there's going to be ways that opposing offenses can attack the Jaguars defense. Now, again, this is not me saying the Jaguars defense hasn't improved tremendously it's not me saying that the Jaguars are not going to have a great year win their division and and have a chance in the playoffs it's just these are the things that make me a little bit nervous about this Jaguars roster moving forward and and, and the final thing is I think it's still to be determined how well Press Taylor handles full-time play calling duties for the Jaguars Um, That's just a little bonus one there. I think overall he did well. You need to improve on third and fourth down. But you said that about Doug Peterson at times early on in the 2022 season as well. And you've said that about Andy Reid throughout his career. Sometimes when you get cued on third and fourth down, it just doesn't quite work out. I think you saw that quite a bit with Press Taylor's play calling on Sunday against the Colts. You want to improve there. And you just want to see how Press Taylor handles this whole thing moving forward. It is a new era of Jaguars offensive football when you talk about Press Taylor being the full-time play caller instead of instead of Doug Peterson that's just the way it is it's not the same guy calling plays i think there will be a difference and Zay Jones said at this point he can't really tell a difference he doesn't know the difference or he couldn't tell during the uh, week 1 win over the Colts that there was a really big difference in the play calling when he was interviewed earlier today by the Jaguars media but for me i'm just still nervous about you know the Jaguars' interior offensive line, the the shuffling around, the injuries there. What can what can play out when you talk about playing against some of these uh, really elite defensive tackles in the league? I'm still a little bit nervous as well about the Jaguars' pass rush depth, and again, some of these defensive players. And, and then, of course, as I just mentioned, Press Taylor calling plays. Not necessarily nervous, but just I think it's to be determined how that will play out for the Jaguars. But Think they're gonna have a fantastic year, off to a good start. They're gonna have a huge matchup this week against the the Chiefs in Jacksonville in front of what should be a raucous crowd, you know, playoff rematch. The Jaguars lost to the to the Chiefs twice in Arrowhead last year, once in the playoffs. So I know they're gonna be they're gonna be ready for this game. They're gonna be motivated for this game. Josh Allen said it's personal. You've heard Doug Peterson kind of say it's just the next game on the schedule. Heard Trevor Lawrence say the same thing. It is just week two, so it's not that big of a deal. But hey, if the Jaguars and Chiefs are kind of duking it out for playoff seating down the road, you know, later on in the season, if you if you win the tiebreaker, beat the other team, that's gonna help you out when it comes to playoff seating so all these games against teams like the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills they're big games no matter what no matter what the coaches say no matter what the players say I think that they will be ready for this game will they be ready for Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey I think that remains to be seen but really appreciate y'all tuning in hit me up on Twitter at Jordan Delugo you can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube notification bell so you don't miss a show you can check out JinJag.com/shop. pick up some new Duval gear like the hat I'm wearing